theorizing that primetime audiences were ready for a new time travel series. NBC and creator Donald Belisario debuted Quantum Leap on March 26, 1989. Starring Scott Bakula and Dean Stockwell, the series followed Dr. Sam Beckett as he found himself trapped in the past, facing mirror images that were not his own, and driven by an unknown force to change history for the better. His only guide on this journey was Al, an observer from his own time, who appeared in the form of a hologram that only Sam could see and hear. The series ran for five seasons as Sam continued leaping from life to life and hoping each time that his next leap would be the leap home. Now, NBC has resurrected the cult series for a new era. Starring Raymond Lee and Caitlin Bassett, the series once again follows a scientist as he leaps through history, making right what once went wrong. But just what is the show getting right and wrong? That's what we'll explore here on Hopeful. Boy, it's a Quantum Leap podcast. My name is Nate, and with me is a co-host we can all see and hear, Brian Martin. Hey, hello, hello. So here we are. We're uh, we're doing it, kind of an impromptu. Let's do a podcast about this new show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We both have uh, have loved Quantum Leap as near as I can tell for you know thirty years, and uh, it just sort of like blossomed out of uh, well, what did you think? You know, right? That sort of question, and and here we are. To be honest, you and I don't know each other all that well. We've never met. Right? We, <laughs> it's been, in in all honesty, it's maybe twice, right? Correct. And Correct. then we yeah. kind of had a relationship over social media. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So what I was thinking about is, given that I don't know you that well, I'm wondering which one of us, if both are going to be the gatekeepers of <laughs> original Quantum Leap, are either of us going to be just like... The curmudgeonly old man that's like, well, that's not my Sam Beckett. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I, I kind of went into this show not really knowing what to expect out of it. Right. And, and I, I do have strong feelings about the original series, as I know you do. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm interested to hear your takes because I certainly have some. Yeah, I do. I have strong feelings about the original. Uh, surprisingly not very strong feelings about the reboot. <laughs> like you said at the start, I mean, it's just because we we enjoy that original so much that you can't help but weigh the new against the old. And, and the new the new definitely invites it, right? Like, like it, it invites comparison because it's not a reboot. It's a sequel. And, and yeah, my, my reaction to the first episode is, huh, that, that pretty much sums it up. I, I, right. I, I, we'll go into more detail about that, but I kind of want to I was going to say, how are we going to fill 30 minutes? What is your... <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Huh. Well, uh, see you next time, folks. Um, right. So I wanted to kind of know when you discovered Quantum Leap and, and what mm -hmm. your history with the show is. Yeah. Um, well, I definitely have recollection of when it was airing, but I did not watch it with the original run. I ended up catching it in syndication Right around early 2000s, the Sci-Fi Channel picked it up, and they ran it every afternoon. Mm -hmm. And I picked it up from the very first episode and like raced home from school, raced home from work every day. I've got to get there by four. Quantum Leap comes on. And if I was going to miss it, I used this thing called a VCR. Oh! oh. And <laughs> I would yeah. record it. Because I really became invested in this in this show. I jumped on message boards talking about it with other people. Yeah, you gotta get what 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 the AOL uh those rooms? Yeah, right. The chat room was uh, this was actually I think the sci fi message board. So you'd have a thought and you'd jump on there, sci fi network, and you'd jump on there and say, This is what I thought about this episode and then you'd wait hours, you know, overnight until somebody maybe wrote something back and you know, that's neither here nor there. That's but it was like in our day. Speaking of like curmudgeonly, I mean, we're really, once we get there, nobody's going to be surprised at this point. Well, you haven't dated yourself yet. I... <laughs> but uh, yeah, but from that point, I mean, I was all in. I bought comic books, have them in my collection. Yeah, I can't remember who, was it like Now Comics did the Quantum Leap series or, or something? 
I God. Th- I think it was the same company that published the Married with Children comic books. There was a Married with Children comic <laughs> book series in like 89. I did not know that. I had to seek out the Quantum Leap when I was looking for more content. I could never find it at shops. I had to f- like flea markets. I would see copies exactly. of Quantum Leap. And- yeah, eBay, I think, makes me want to pull some of those back out of my collection and see if they're really as bad as I remember. What about yourself? So I remember the night that Quantum Leap premiered, there was something on right before it. And I feel like it was a like a DuckTales five-parter or something. Like maybe the DuckTales five-parter that introduced like Bubba Duck or something like that. It was like second season DuckTales. They did In like prime time. It was like six, what? five, six p.m. This was on. And then okay. Quantum Leap premiered at eight. It was like right after. And so the only reason I saw any of Quantum Leap that night was because we had been watching whatever that thing was before, and it kind of (laughs) went straight into it. I I wasn't very interested. I was like nine. So it was like not something that really interested me. And like for all the sci-fi elements in Quantum Leap, it's hard for me to think of it as a sci-fi series, right? It's it's first and foremost, I think, a drama, right? right? And so it's not really that interesting to somebody who just watched a DuckTales cartoon. It wasn't until a couple years later, I think it was Homesick, and USA was running Quantum Leap reruns at that point. And that's when I discovered it, quote unquote. And uh, I was all in. And I think it was between seasons because I crushed whatever I could on USA that summer and then started watching it in the fall when season five debuted. Yeah. Now that you mentioned that, probably on the sci-fi thing, since they run them every day. Yeah. They got through those seasons and then they started over. So I probably started in the middle of the series, watched every single one, and then it cycled over and I, you know, started from the beginning. That's what binge watching looked like in 1992. You know, like it was just like, hey, USA has it on for four hours in the afternoon. Exactly. You're right. I remember watching the the series finale, like the night that it aired on NBC. You know, I was I was I was watching it week to week at that point. I didn't know yet what a series finale was or like what to expect. Like, well, shows just keep coming back year after year after year, you know? Right. Like I'd seen like the Cheers finale or whatever. And, and like, I understood that this was the end, but Quantum Leap didn't feel like an ending, right? The end of Quantum Leap feels like tacked together. Yeah. That's a conversation in and of itself. I remember um, her tale on the internet about, a, you know, mm-hmm. the alternate ending to Quantum Leap. I had sought that out on the internet and, not so alternate it is, but... <laughs> right, yeah. So the idea of, like, a sequel series, obviously, I know it's something you've thought about a lot over the years. Yes, yeah. Nate's put about as much thought into this as, like, most of us do into our, like, day-to-day jobs, I would say. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, yeah. But the idea, like, when a sequel series finally got announced, I was like, well, it's about time. It seemed like it's just been sitting around dormant, and if anything... Anything in history has been sitting there waiting for someone to come back and give it another go. It was Quantum Leap. Yeah, and I knew exactly what I wanted, but I honestly didn't know what to expect. You know, there's a difference between like knowing what you would do versus what you expect a studio or another creative would do. Yeah. You know, by the time we sit down for one of these again, I want to look into who the creators actually are. Unless you did that already. You know what? I got to be honest. I didn't I didn't look into them too much. I've just been so focused on the show yeah. itself. Like, I don't know what the background of the showrunners are for this. All yeah. I know is that, like, our boy Don Belisario has a uh, an EP credit. Deborah Pratt has an EP credit. You know, like, they just get those, like, complimentary, I think. Right. I'm going to look into that before we sit down again. Just to get some kind of frame of reference on who's working on this show are they a creative? Do they have a love for the show? You know, all the stuff that people talk about when they're on the press circuit. Of course, of course. So I guess I, I guess my question, does this show look cheap? You know, this new one, does it look cheap? Because I can't one of tell. The things, one of the things I noted in that first episode, I, I kind of filtered things out into the pile of things that I, I liked and the pile of things that I was met about. And certainly I think Special effects are not something that we talked about a lot with the original Quantum Leap, right? Because they were sparse. It was just the leaping effect and then people moving in and out of Al's hologram form, right? So it's not really... And and, and even then, that looked very for TV, right? The leap effect, I thought, was really rad. Always the leap effect is super cool. 
absolutely um yeah but you sit down now and i feel like shows have just generally gotten so effects heavy that it's impossible to not judge what you're seeing in this show versus this other show that is airing at the exact same time right right the the first thought through my head watching the scene in the pilot for the new show where ben song is in the accelerator and you've got these huge arches kind of crisscrossing around him i was like oh this is kind of a neat concept for the for the quantum leap accelerator yeah. but i think we've been spoiled by the volume the big hd dome in which they film all of the star wars shows at this point where it's just a bunch of right. like actual images that are you know designed to move with the camera and it looks hyper realistic for the most part and so it, it's really tough sure. to look at any any effect shot in quantum leap and weigh it against any effect shot in literally anything else we're watching right now. Because I was like, I forgot what a network TV show looks like, maybe. Right. But the sets, the accelerator itself, I mean, they kept the leotard. <laughs> they did. Uh, that was cool. But it just felt like Project Quantum Leap was a, a an office building. It looked like the, uh, it looked like CTU headquarters. <laughs> right. Floor. But they just cleared out all the tech stuff right in the middle and just put like a bunch of like, uh, like CPUs. Yeah, in there when Ziggy's a server farm, you're you know. <laughs> <laughs> Before she was, uh, she had a personality. You know, she was a dome in the ceiling with like neon lights shining down, and then cut to 2022, and it's just a row of servers. Like the original Quantum Leap series took place between the years 1995 and 1999. Right. That was the present time for that show, yeah. Yeah, that was the present time Sam was leaping back from. I thought it was a weird choice to have this show take place in 2022. Right. Because it's not the future to any of us right now. It sort of gave them a means by which they could just ignore the aesthetics of that original future, quote-unquote. Right? right. Like, the, the from the design of Ziggy to notably the wardrobe like the wardrobe was one of the things i really noted as something i had a, a an issue with because of what that did for al in the original like immediately he stands out he contrasts with whatever era he's in and that's a really good point 2022's yeah. fashion i mean like if you realistically were in 2022 and you traveled back 15 years do you think anybody would notice you Addison just looks like anybody else in that environment. The first episode takes place in 1985. And, right. and they let you know it, too. Oh, yeah. Right they, away. They really <laughs> do. Um, so the fashion and the aesthetic was one of the things that I didn't feel so great about. I don't fault them for grounding it a little bit, but it just looks like Law & Order. <laughs> Chicago Med. You know, it's everything else on NBC. It looks like an NBC show. Yes, absolutely. So visually speaking, I guess it, it felt cheap. But the one thing I did, uh, I made a note on it. The scene where the imaging chamber goes down, right? Yeah. The, the hologram cuts out and we see the imaging chamber on the inside. For anybody that's listening that doesn't already know Quantum Leap, do I need to explain what an imaging chamber is yeah i, I feel like we probably should it's basically a holodeck it's it's a holodeck that's attuned to the leaper's mind <laughs> but the point i wanted to get to is that when this chamber goes down and you get to see where addison is standing did you notice she's on like a platform right. in the middle of a vacant room it, like that, she's she's essentially standing like a, in cerebro from yes, the x-men movie it's Right. And she so she has to walk out onto this platform. And then if she's supposed to move around in an environment, she's going to walk right off the. You know, unless like, it was some sort of multi-directional treadmill. This is the first time I, I can remember other than the very final episode of Quantum Leap seeing the inside of the imaging chamber. Yeah, um, no, I don't think you had before then. And so I, I, there was a lot of speculation. How does this work? Is it like a holodeck? Is there like a finite amount of space in this room? Yeah, yeah. And it screams of, they just wanted something that looked cool. Yes. What's futuristic? What looks cool? Yes. It didn't sit with me. Really, from the original show, there are three primary locations in the future or the present or however you want to. Uh, talk about it that we are familiar with that are common parts of project quantum leap 
the accelerator. Right. That's what sent Sam back. And we see that in this. The imaging chamber, which is a huge, huge part of every episode, because that's how Al comes back there. And the waiting mm-hmm. room, where the person that Sam has leaped into, there, just as Sam replaces them in the past, they replace Sam in the present, right? Right. And so th- that's how you get episodes like Dr. Ruth, where Dr. Ruth, who Sam has leaped into in the mid-80s, is in the future giving Al marital advice. In, right. In, in 1999. Um, right. Nobody mentions the waiting room on this show. Uh, and I, I was like, this. So so they're all really shocked about who Sam has leaped into. Um, they, or sorry, Ben, who Ben has leaped into. And right. nobody at the project. Uh, everybody's caught off guard when it turns out that he's an undercover police officer. Spoilers for this. They're going to be spoilers. Um, for oh yeah, the, we this probably should have said that episode of, of Quantum Leap. Yeah, we should have said that at the yeah. outset. Um, so yeah. Ben's Leapy is an undercover cop working <laughs> uh, with a gang of people who are trying to steal. Get this, the Hope Diamond. Um, right. I was when when that guy in the jewelry shop opens it up and he's like, "Look at this," and I was like, "That's the Hope Diamond." And then like they're like, "That's the Hope Diamond." <laughs> I was like, "Oh God." <laughs> um. But uh, yeah. nobody mentions nobody mentions the waiting room. Nobody talks about any entity being there or tra- right. d- displaced by Ben. So I wonder yeah. how that works. I do. I do as well. I mean, it, if it's if it truly is same continuity, then we have to imagine that it works on the same principles. And uh, I watched this on a streamer on the the NBC streaming. So when it finished. The next show that just prompted and came up was Genesis, episode one of the oh. original. Huh. And so, yeah, so I watched part one of that uh, immediately following having having seen this one. Well, and, I mean, um, we talked about this. Like, what are you supposed to do? Of course, you're going to like immediately. Well, I got to watch Quantum Leap now. Quantum Leap's on. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's and, how they get you. But but the the I believe they mentioned in that show that that is how they found him. Was that this person showed up in 1999, and they thought, "Well, how do you think we knew where you were?" You know, and yeah. but yes, he's supposed to replace someone, and they don't mention at all where, you know, where this guy's. Uh, I don't even recall his name actually, but um. <laughs> yeah, the undercover cop, <laughs> the um, undercover cop. Yeah, yeah. I, um, Nick Rounder. Nick Rounder was his name. Okay, but I think that the the that pilot Genesis does such a good and very efficient job of explaining what's going on. And time travel is notoriously tough to explain for like laymen, right? For just the civilians who are not like super fans of time travel stuff, for whatever reason, it's got this reputation as being a, a, a like a conceit that's very hard for the modern audience to follow. I mean, I think Looper mm-hmm. was even a movie that was made because of that, right? Uh, there's yeah. a scene in Looper where they're like, don't think about it too much. But like shows like this and, and time travel stories, they they lead to those questions naturally, right? Like, well, how does right. this work and how does that work? And where is, like two bodies can't coexist in one space at the same time. So how does Project Quantum Leap work? And, and Genesis did a really, really effective job of explaining that with Al explaining string theory and, and how the ball, the ball, the string up and the days of your life touch out a sequence. And, and, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, Oh, okay. I get all this now. And right. I don't know why this new show, which I, I have to believe is made for new fans as much as old ones. Skirts, more so. skirts yeah. explaining any of that, right? Like, like, I don't recall it explaining really any of the the mechanics of how Project Quantum Leap works. Well, I'll do you know I'll do a little pushback on you only because the thing that I always from the original the thing that I always really enjoyed about it when people talk about best time travel show it was because they didn't care how it, I felt like they did not care how it worked like that was not the point. Yeah. You know, like they had us, they did have a skeleton, a, f- a framework of, you know, okay, well, it's a machine. 
he leaps within his own lifetime. The string thing is really cool. He uses it to great effect in another episode. Uh, uh, was it the one with it? the uh, the future boy and Captain Yeah, he's Universe? the sidekick. That's the, the first yeah. episode I ever saw of the show. Yeah. Oh, well, see, and they introduced it and they explained it to you. As soon exactly, as you, uh, exactly. So, on. like, for me, my, my, my time travel hungry young mind, I was like, this show gets it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're right. But, they they really just, they, they really play fast and loose with those rules over the series because it, yeah. that's not really ultimately the point, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter. And I don't think that they know from time to time, like, if it's working for the narrative of that episode, they use it. Yeah, exactly. You know, continuity be damned. One of the early, early episodes, you know, the, the government's going to shut down Project Quantum Leap and Al is in the courtroom with this judge. Right. It's going to shut everything down. Right. And Sam changes something in the past that changes who the judge is. So ostensibly, everything in the room changes around Al who is somehow cognizant of the fact. Right. And it's because, yep. you know. It was the, the first season finale. Okay. Uh, Honeymoon okay. Express. Or it was the second season premiere, maybe. Second Honeymoon season Express, premiere. yeah. Honeymoon yeah, Express that's right. And it, that, to me, pointed out they don't care. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't matter. And at that point, if you're willing to just let that stuff go, then there's nothing standing in your way of enjoying what that episode is going to be and what the story is, what Sam's trying to accomplish, you know, what kind of relationship Sam and Al have, you know, who are these people that we're introduced to every week? And that becomes the crux of the show and not what I think this new version is really hanging its hat on, the time travel aspect the project that's the that's one of the most notable differences i think and that's yeah speaks to modern sensibilities in that the first thing you notice right out of the gate is that there is a season-long mystery that we are going to be addressing episode yeah. to episode to episode and and i don't know how that's going to play in in quantum leap where it's so episodic and just a story begins a story ends and we just keep propelling onward yeah for lack of a i mean it's it's practically an anthology yeah series yep you know those aren't as popular now and so we've gotta no. we've gotta find a way to keep people coming back and like cliffhangers are the way to do it and i mean i don't know about you and we'll i will talk about the cliffhanger i suppose but like that's yes. ultimately okay. the cliffhanger gets me back this week like I, I i'll come back because of of the way this episode ended but um well i'll come back i gotta do the next show right we gotta keep doing this now now we're committed um yeah, <laughs> the the just the, let's let's talk about the the actual time travel piece in this episode. July thirteenth, nineteen eighty five. Jewelry heist, and Ben is trying to save the life of a guy involved in the crew who's going to be shot and killed. And why does he? Why is he in the crew, uh, Brian? Why why is the oh, good yeah. person in the crime? Yeah, he's a good guy because he's trying to uh, pay for his wife's cancer treatment. Oh, yes. His yeah. yes Which his I thought wife was a twist cancer. because you, you always expect the kid to be the one with cancer. But here it was the <laughs> wife. I was like, ooh, that's clever. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, have I not seen this a hundred times? I honestly don't know why we had to add the kid and the, and the cancer-stricken wife in. I think we would have been fine with just the jewelry heist. The jewelry heist by itself, I don't remember a lot of heist-based episodes of the original Quantum Leap. I remember a couple bank robbery episodes. Right. Yeah, not um, the same. But this, uh, this. But episode... we have to care about this guy. It's like the yeah. most anecdotal reason to care about this guy. And I, I don't mean to cut you off on a, on a hold whatever thought you're on, but it suffers because we have to spend so much more time in 2022. It, yes, you know exactly. So yeah, we have about an eighth of a scene where they introduce this wife and kid and like, oh, now we know why the good guy is a criminal that, that Ben needs to help. Yeah. You know, and it's so super surface, it's so surface level that it's it to a frustrating degree. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree with you. But I'm sorry. I, I feel like I cut you off. No, I, you're, you're right in that. I think the plot line that's happening in 2022 does a disservice to the what I, I would think the whole focus of the show would be on, which is 
Ben traveling through time, changing history for the better. Like, I feel like that largely goes understated in this first episode. Right. Um, and maybe a lot of it is just setting the stage, but I get the impression that people in Project Quantum Leap aren't going anywhere. Like, I think every week we tune in, we are going to see these characters. And, yes. And they're going to be trying to figure out what Ben is doing in the past while Ben is in the past fixing including, things. Yeah, it, in, including a security officer, head of security. Head of security. Project Quantum Leap. This was a character... I, I gotta believe this character was was written in on around the fourth draft of the pilot. I, I, I think it happened <laughs> you pretty think they, deep. You think they wrote that many drafts? I, uh... <laughs> I think it happened pretty deep because I think they got to the end of the episode and they were like, yeah. And then uh, we find out that the woman was, you know, spoilers, who she is. Oh. And uh, they're like, wait, do you guys think there should be a head of security in here somewhere? You know, like, <laughs> like for that perspective, you know, like somebody to be like, I blew it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of unfortunate. It seems to me moving forward, if a, if a character like that exists, it could very easily just be pushed into Ernie Hudson's role, you know? Yeah. Like it, it just feels like he can accomplish those same things and you've got a singular character and then you're not wasting all this time on random security person who tried to leave if that makes you feel any better she did try to leave the cast but no 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 you'll be here next week too yeah resignation not accepted and i kind of i kind of like the cast that we're seeing in 2022 in in a couple of ways one that was one thing i felt we never saw enough of on the original like gushy appears in what three four episodes maybe throughout the entire mm-hmm. run of that show and I'm counting yeah. his very, very small appearance in the pilot. Yeah. Um, the, the leap back is really the one episode where you get to see what the project looks like and how it works with everybody like Tina's there and, and, and all these people you kind of heard about. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Dr. Beaks. Right. To be honest, back in the day when I was watching the original, I always wanted to know. What was going on there? What was it right. like? What did it? And I thought, man, I wish they'd spend more time in, you know, in Project Quantum Leap so I could see what's going on. But now I'm really questioning whether right. that's whether that's a good idea. Did I want that? Uh, Why did I want that? Um. So I so the two things that I like, the two characters anyway on this this show that I like the most right now are Ian, the scientist played by Mason Alexander Park, right. And magic played by Ernie Hudson, um, right. and and it wasn't until the end of the episode that I think I really became interested in Magic's character because the connection between him and Al is made very explicit at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. But the idea, what I like, what I like about Magic, just as a surface level, let's include this character, is it's really, really interesting to me to have a character on this show who was a previous Leapy of Sam's. Like somebody Absolutely. that somebody yeah. that Sam leaped into, like that is an idea. I was like, this is a really good idea. Like, cause I, I, what is that like? Are we going to explore what that was like? Does he recall anything like this? Is, is it just like a muddied time in his brain? He's got access to like quantum leap records now. So surely he must be aware that Sam Beckett right. replaced him at some point. Like, that not to me is had, really, yeah. really interesting. Yeah, you just hit on the thing that literally will bring me back. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that is the one thing that I'm actually really interested to know. Like, do these people re- retain the memories that Sam creates for them? Do they have selective amnesia for that time period of their life? You know, do are they fully cognizant of what happened to them and they just have to keep their mouths shut? That was never answered in the original, and we have an opportunity right. now. So I am very interested in that. But I feel like I want this show to succeed in the way the old one did, which will really require that we get to know the people that Ben gets to know. Right. When he's, you know what I mean? We we have to have that time to give a damn about any of them. Yeah. You know, uh, a couple of years ago when Alex Trebek was diagnosed with his terminal illness, 
Yeah. It became something that got tossed around a lot was that he deliberately never wanted to refer to himself as the star of Jeopardy. He wanted to refer to himself as the host because to him, the contestants were the stars. And I feel like that's the mindset you have to go into with Quantum Leap. It's yeah. like Sam Beckett and Al are there as vessels and means by which to tell these stories. But if you can't line those stories with memorable characters, mm-hmm. then everything's kind of going to fall apart. Yeah. To me, like, like when I think back to the original series, it's, it's those characters that he impacted or the people that he leaped into that are the ones that I'm like, oh man, remember that episode? Um, Yeah, exactly. And it's the connections that he makes with those characters. They continue to inform who he is as it keeps going. You know what I mean? And we see Sam form relationships with everybody that he interacts with. And you start to care about whether Sam succeeds or not. Right now, one episode in, I, I mean, he did the, the actor, did who was who's the actor that plays Ben? Uh, Raymond uh, Lee. Raymond Lee. He did a fine job. You know, he's likable. You know, I can see myself liking Ben Song, Doctor Song, Addison too. I can see ultimately, but at this point, we had to just sort of accept on face value that he is such a good guy that he would rather hang up the phone and not call nine one one when this heist is going down because it might yes i mean yeah. that that's getting into the 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 narrative of this particular episode but the the opportunity that he has to kind of shut everything down but it it will affect this husband and wife and kid and he's got a lot of heavy lifting to do to make us care about that and if you're not going to spend the time getting to know that person then the onus goes on the protagonist to say what i'm doing matters like it yeah. Does it matter? I don't. Well, know. that's and that's and that's kind of the biggest mystery of this first episode is that we get to see that video at the end of the episode. You get to see a, a small video that Ben recorded on Addison's phone before he left. At the or, end of the episode, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. The mystery of why this character leaped. Yeah. Right. Why did he? The big mystery that the the connective tissue of your show is a very, why did this person leap when he. They weren't ready. A very, a very lucid Ben song yeah. says, "I'm sorry, I can't explain this to you right now." And and I just think right. of, uh, I think of um, Lucille Bluth. You know, look at me being withholding. <laughs> look at me getting off. You know, like, <laughs> like it's just, it feels, yeah, like like they're they're really trying hard to establish this mystery, and um, I understand why. Uh, like you've got to, that's how you keep people coming back nowadays like it's not it, it's yeah. not enough to just make something that's entertaining you got to have a hook right but uh the big thing for me too but uh I, I feel like it does overall as a pilot a disservice to your your a plot <laughs> which i think should be the a plot of ben being back in the past like it's all just kind of set dressing to see if we can get him back at the end yeah. we all know we're not going to get him back at the end but i mean like even in the the pilot for the first episode of quantum leap i like i remember the pregnant wife right i remember all the test pilot stuff i remember bruce mcgill you know and i'm gonna be hard pressed to remember any character from that 1985 plot in a in like three yeah, weeks we, ha- we haven't come up with their names in this uh <laughs> in this one conversation right. It only happened two nights ago. <laughs> I kind of do hope so. we see that like jewel dealer over and over again throughout different eras, though. <laughs> like that would be kind of cool to me is if we get like a character that Dr. Song keeps going back to in different eras. Yeah, that that's something that the original didn't really do that I kind of think would be kind of uh, cool. But I, I don't know if they'll do. That. Um. Yeah. So so this mystery, the whole the whole thing is that Ben just like Sam, you know, leaps before the project is ready for some unknown reason. Nobody, you know, he went and did it of his own volition, supposedly. So Sam at least had the excuse that the government was going to shut down funding. And he had to prove that yeah. it worked, right? And this one, we don't know why Ben decided to leap. The one interesting thing that comes out of this, and, and like I said, we'll leave that cliffhanger for the end, probably. The interesting part of that is... That uh, Addison, who serves as the hologram from present, was the one that was intended to be, to be the leaper. The leaper. Yeah. yeah. When they when they actually got this machine up and running, she was going to be the leaper and he was going to be the hologram. And that's an interesting little twist. Yeah, I did. I did think that was uh, that was pretty interesting. And it put the 
I would say one interesting wrinkle in their relationship for me in this right. in this first episode. Almost the only interesting <laughs> right. wrinkle. I so I, I I I'm with you. I think that like Ben Song is a perfectly likable character. I think yes. Addison is a perfectly likable character, but yes. And I mean, digging back into the well there, one scene in the the first episode of Quantum Leap between Dean Stockwell and Scott Bakula, and I was in. I'm like, I believe these two are best friends. I believe that Al is like the sort of friend that will never do you dirty, right? And and he sees his buddy here who is just having a really rough time and is there to support him. And they have such great chemistry and it just crackles. And in right. this case, I was like, these two are supposed to be in a relationship and I'm not feeling it. Like, I'm, I'm just not feeling like I would, if I were a friend of these two, I'd be like, yeah, you guys aren't, gonna, you know, like I'd be amazed if they're going <laughs> to stay in a relationship. And um, I feel like that's a pretty risky they're quantumly move. entangled, Brian. <laughs> they're quantumly entangled. You, it's, how, how dare you, sir? The show did tell me that they are in a very, very strong relationship. I, yeah. Um, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. I, I don't feel the, um, the that sort of just natural compatibility that. Right. Well, I'll, I'll agree with you there, but I'll, I'll go a step further and say I don't know that that's what I want out of my hologram. You know, there's I appreciate that they're going another way because you're never going to recreate or capture what uh, Dean Stockwell and Scott Bakula were able to create on screen. That relationship is unique, very rare that you can honestly believe two people that are so diametrically opposed could be best right. friends. And that was what was so interesting was the Boy Scout of Sam Beckett being best friends with this, uh, you know, Lothario, kind of like, a scoundrel. Just, you yeah. know, yeah. Al's a little bit of a scoundrel, a womanizer, uh, you know, but a heart of gold situation. How does, here. how does, um, remember the episode in the original series where, uh, Roddy McDowell is in it as the replacement hologram for Al? Uh, once <laughs> Sam has leaped into Al. Al is on trial for some sort of um, like a, the murder, I think. Right. Yes. And and Sam yes. inadvertently gets Ziggy up to 100 percent certainty that Al is going to die. And the second it happens, Al disappears and is replaced with a different hologram because he died in the past. Right. And it's Roddy McDowell. Yes. And Roddy McDowell keeps talking to Sam about Al, who is in the waiting room in 1999 in, at Project Quantum Leap. And he refers to him as, I think, a satyr. <laughs> like just this yeah just this brash womanizing kind of yeah you're making me want to go back and watch that episode my uh, that was one of those cool time travel things they did that like eh, just go yeah, with it yeah. guys just go with it exactly just go with it yeah and you believed that they were friends and it made for it made for the light-hearted comedy moments it's such an interesting relationship and I know what the new show's trying to do is, you know, like she's going to have to watch him do things that she doesn't want him to do because, you know, that's my future husband. Why does he have to kiss this girl? It's going to come up, you know, yeah. these and it's just not a way I would go as a creative, it, you know, like it just it seems a bit restrictive. But like now that we see that so much of the show is going to take place in 2022, presumably, maybe yeah. maybe there's more of a reason for it than we see. Maybe she quits. It feels <laughs> it feels artificial is what it feels like. Yeah. It feels like this it feels like the screenwriter that says, Well, what connection do these two have? You know, it's not enough for them to be best friends. That doesn't work anymore. They, oh, well, what if they were what if they have a relationship? Yeah. You know, what if what if they were gonna get ma oh, they were gonna get married. They were gonna get married and he and he leaped. And uh that'll make for lots of tension between the two of them. But she's going to have to care and keeps, you know, like I can see the thought process as the guy's putting pen to paper. It's just a, in the same way that the cancer stricken wife and kid are the quintessential motivation. This is like the quintessential conflict. It's of, yeah. You know, it's easy. And it feels like the sort of thing that's only going to have legs for like one season. Like eventually he's going to remember who she is because yeah. that's how it usually works. Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I guess you I guess you write for the season you have, not for the ones you don't. <laughs> True enough. Yeah. And I, like I said, I, I don't want to, you know, just badmouth this series without giving it it's giving it its due. But at yeah. the same time, like, you know, I, I at least 
appreciate that they're trying to do something different and realize that they can't kind of recapture what the the original actors did. So, you know, I'll I'll give them that. But uh, yeah, so he leaps into the 80s because 80s nostalgia. It's a very flat heist thing that we've seen before. And like, how bad was that plan, that heist plan? (laughs) I'm not sure I understood the plan. Like, I I was like, it involved, folks, it involved copious amounts of c4 explosive um (laughs) that would create a massive explosion outside of a museum that everybody would presumably run towards right thereby allowing our villains who are still inside the museum to just yoink the hope diamond and replace it with a fake while everybody's outside looking at the massive explosion except they do the classic heist thing where they show like this is what the plan is let's see if we you know they they roll through the plan and see how it's supposed to work in any good heist movie you know so you know what the stakes are and their big plan is to turn the lights off and beat up the guards you know and then switch out the hope diamond like if you're leaving security guards knocked out on the floor what's the point of switching out the diamond yeah wasn't the best plan well that's how the guy got shot you know, it's like, this was a stupid plan. And he just kind of took it out on him. <laughs> so that didn't quite work for me either. Maybe this will, we'll, we'll look back on this and it'll be like the, uh, the the second leap in the pilot for, for the original series where Sam leaps into the baseball player for like 10 minutes, calls his dad and then leaps again. Right, right. Uh, all I, mean, I had that, to do that, was hit that home run. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is, right? Like, we're just going to look at it like that like I, like i really do hope that what we get next week and in the coming weeks becomes more um, more engaging yeah as far as that past stuff goes yeah Which some of the some of the previews for upcoming episodes look kind of interesting so yeah i'm a little concerned that it's too much action not enough I, drama. I put that in my notes very action heavy and then i was like well i guess the uh the, the pilot you know the, the original series was about fighter pilots so you know i don't know yeah. Or like test pilots, not fighter pilots, test pilots. But the entire episode they spent on the ground, essentially, getting yes. to know the wife and the friends and the son. Like, we knew who his this guy's family was, who his best friends were, what their personalities were, and yes. what the life... The very first thing that happens in this episode is a car chase. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and let me explain it to you fast. You're a time traveler. Get in the van. That kind of thing can work. You can start a story by throwing yourself into the middle of it, and it could it could work in the framework of this type of show, even I think. But there's just something about the gambit of emotions that Sam runs through in yeah. getting to know everyone, uh, leaping for the first time and not knowing where he is. You know, he enjoys himself a little bit. He's scared. He's confused. He's sad, and all of the you know all of this happens and. You know, one of one of the things this is a little slightly off topic, but one of the things I realized rewatching that pilot is Sam kind of ruined their attempt to get him back by letting somebody have doubt that he was who he said he was. Yep. By placing by placing doubt in this woman's head that he may not be who she thinks he is. It messed up the whole thing. And that's why they couldn't retrieve him. Yeah. And I did not I did not remember that. That was really that interesting scene to where, me. Where Sam he's like out with like a fishing, right? Like with uh, his son, yeah. Al's like, Well, don't worry, it's gonna be fine because you haven't told anybody who you really are. And Sam's like, Well oh, Yeah. Not yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I I did not recall that that was the catalyst to maybe they're not being able to retrieve him the way they were supposed to. Um although I can't imagine that when building the time travel thing, they realized that in order to jump again, he was going to have to do something nice for somebody. <laughs> you know? right. Like, I don't think that was in the calculations <laughs> when they were running the numbers on uh, quantum theory. But, yeah, you know, I was really, you know, and that, that reminds me, like one of the things I was kind of on the sly hoping for maybe in this new series or like, oh, maybe they do this, is that if the project that Ben Song is a part of ends up being whatever project the evil leaper came from. <laughs> I was like, oh man, what if they did that? What if he didn't realize he's working for the bad guys the whole time? And it's not Ziggy, it's Lothos and you know, like oh, yep. man, the evil leapers. Oh. So the, the end of this episode, um, 
Obviously, Ben is not able to come back after he leaps. Uh, but the reason behind it is something in Ziggy's code degrades and, and yes. then and, and they just lose it. Right. Syntax error. It's something beyond, yeah, error 404. 404 yeah. Um, yeah, <clears throat> cannot be found. So Ian is, is flummoxed by this. Um, it's obviously something that is, it feels like it was intentional. Wh- whoever is intending to do it, that's that's uh, subject to question that's there. Yeah, that's the mystery there. But we do know that all of this, by the end of the episode, has been this 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 leap why did Ben leave? What is he doing? Where did this new code for Ziggy come from? It, it, it all goes back to Ben and uh, a mystery woman who is mm-hmm. revealed at the end of the episode to be Al Calavici's daughter, yeah. um, who would not have yeah. existed before the series finale of the original show. Exactly. And then that's yeah. and that's how they get you, Nate. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's like that's to me. That's the hook. Like something happened at the end of the original series. Because Sam changed the past and now Al has kids and one of them has grown up to do what? We don't know. But if you're 29, 30 years old and you have no connection to that old show, does it it doesn't it's not going to have the same effect. Oh, no. No. So, yeah, it it gets us in in a sense. But then again, I guess 29 and 30 year olds aren't watching network television at nine o'clock. At That's night, absolutely you know, true. No, they're not. Like, yeah. I, I would have thought they're that trying to get the maybe the true enough. Maybe like the next leap could have been something that uh, that would have been playing to that crowd. But like rockets, astronauts, like that's our that's our generation. Like the, the kids today aren't into like space shuttles. If they yeah. want it, they should. He should have jumped into like some like EDM producer or something. I don't know. What are the kids <laughs> listening to? <laughs> That's right. Like a, a new app developer. Right. Like like uh Ben leaps into Dua Lipa or or something yeah. like that. You have to get this many likes on your TikTok video <laughs> or Well, I mean the possibilities uh, are endless. Let's face it. Right. So you are hooked then? I I mean, you think that mystery is enough to So here's the thing. Like right before the episode premiered, Scott Bakula was on social media just basically telling his side of the story. He's like, don't expect me to show up in this show. This is how it went down, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. I watched that pilot. Cryptic, I am far but, less convinced yeah. that he's not going to show up. Like, far less convinced. Like, I, I think it's a uh, Andrew Garfield, no, I'm not in Spider-Man. What are you talking about? Moment. <laughs> you think? I, I kind of read it as, based on what he's saying, it feels like it was written to him as, oh, you think you're not going to be in this show? Oh, oh, we'll get you. You'll be in this show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see. By the end of season two, there'll be so many seeds that you won't have any choice but to the come The fans back, will be at your you doors. Know? And maybe that's the idea. That's right. Maybe it's the idea because the, the, the other thing we know about the mystery here is that it, it appears that Ben and um, I forgot his daughter's name, Al's daughter, are trying to pinpoint a specific point in time. Janice. Janice, that's right. So there's that, but there's... Is that what's going on? No, explain it to me. They're doing they what were, now? They were, they were trying to reach a specific point in time. Uh, uh, Ian explained this at some point in the episode, I think. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're trying to go somewhere very specific. Why? They couldn't tell when it was, but it was just a specific point in time. But the, the thing that okay stuck with me is that the idea, like... And this is just something that occurred to me. What if, you know, Ben gets the call... He leaves the party. What if Ben leaping is the result of a leaper? Like, what if somebody leaped into Ben and forced him to leave the party? Or somebody leaped into and and, and, and made Ooh. him go into the accelerator? It might be a future version of Ben. It might be Sam Beckett. You know, like, with the video that Ben makes Ooh. where he's like, it'll all make sense soon. What if that's not really Ben? Is what I'm saying. What if that is somebody who leaped into Ben and set all of this in motion? You know, I I don't want to shit on this show too early, but uh, I feel like that's too creative. <laughs> I honestly think I that is that's actually really very interesting. A very interesting. Yeah, idea. and I may be um, I may be overthinking it, but like I feel like the direction they want to go with the show, where it's a with this sci-fi time travel. That's actually history, really cool, right? <laughs> What if I'm just like, what if there's so much we don't know about that, about his departure and his entrance into the accelerator and leaving when we see that from another perspective, what is it going to look like? And that's the first place my head. Yeah. Well, I don't mean to write a better show than what's going on, but with your, with that opening concept, 
that I mean that's really interesting to me. And I don't think that that's what's happening, but <laughs> that's too good of an idea that you've we'll got see. there, I think. We'll see, yeah. Um, I feel like, uh, and, and I think we're probably wrapping up because we're near the end of this episode here, but my concern is that the big mystery is going to be too big in scale. Is it going to be save the universe type of stuff? Ooh, ooh. Or is it as mundane as if we get to this point, we probably can bring Sam back? So it's either they're pinpointing a time where they think they can get Sam back or B, there's some kind of universal threat. Who's the Thanos that, of, of Quantum Leap? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's, it's going to have to be bigger than big. I think. And that's, that's my fear. I do think that finding Sam is going to be like the catalyst for what comes next, right? Like it's not going to be enough or even the, the hint of finding Sam. Like, whatever they're trying to achieve, I don't know that it's, I don't know that it's enough. It's certainly not to propel, like, a series onward, because I feel like whatever the mystery is that we're encountering right now with Janice and Ben, I feel like they're probably going to have it more or less resolved by the end of the first season. Yeah. But we'll see. Again, going back to what we talked about earlier, I don't know what network TV looks like now. I don't know how they run these things. Maybe they're, maybe they're <laughs> not concerned about, you know, ending things. Longevity? I don't know. I, uh, so I, I feel like I've been a big downer on this uh, this yeah. this episode, but it really was just so ineffectual yeah. to me. You know, it's I I thought full disclosure we came up with a doing this podcast very impromptu before I had seen it, <laughs> and now that I've seen it, I thought all right. But we got a lot of <laughs> thoughts know? though. Like I mean, yeah. that's that's the thing. And, and, it's true. And I, I mean, I am still, despite everything, interested to see what comes next. I think that if we were able to see maybe three episodes up front, like we would, like, I don't know, Andor, like we might come out of it and say, mm -hmm. oh, okay, I see what this show's trying to do right now. But they really tried to pack a lot into this yeah. single episode. Yeah. In fact, kind of starting at the, or ending at the beginning, uh, the, the initial scenes of this show are a party at Ben's place with Addison, all of their friends are there. And I, I, I'm sitting there watching this. I'm like, when, how is this going to be paced? When are we going to yeah. time travel? Like, how is this going to work? And ultimately, yeah. they didn't have a lot of time to address anything. The first uh, the first series was uh, better served by having that two-parter. Yes. Know? There's, a lot to, there's a lot to unpack. And if you do it, the, the right pace is to do it slowly. Yeah. And this show didn't have the didn't have the time to do it, you know, for whatever, for whatever reason. But uh, so, yeah, the one, I, th I think the thing moving forward, you know, he, at the end, he uh, leaps into uh, an astronaut, supposedly on his way to space. That's more interesting to me than a bank robber. Yeah. I mean, like the closest we got to this in the original series was when he leaped into that monkey. Right. So, uh, <laughs> so this will be, this will be pretty good. That's right. Um, yeah. So I'm interested in that. And then, as you mentioned earlier, the, uh, the whole Magic uh, Williams, Herbert Magic Williams thing is I'm looking forward to seeing what they do yeah. with that. So that's what I'm looking for going forward. We'll see where it goes from there, I guess. Yes. Yes, indeed, we will. Shall we uh, Shall we wrap this up then? Yes. Yes, indeed. Well, Nate, thanks for, uh, thanks for doing this. Everybody, thanks for listening. Check out the other shows on the Paprika Podcast Network, and we will see you next time. <laughs>